0: and welcome back to Give Me the Creeps. Hello. We're back to discuss more cartel material today. So if you haven't heard our last two episodes, I suggest you head over and
1: listen to those. Okay, so this episode is how I originally wanted to do this entire series, but it didn't end up working out that way. So this is the only cartel that i'm gonna give like detailed information about so we're gonna talk about the sinaloa cartel oh snap i was just
0: looking at uh the family trees because i'm a visual person
1: Uh so anyways go on i picked them um mainly because they're like one of the Mm -hmm more prominent ones, uh, but also because of all the stuff that's been going on with El Chapo's wife and him in the news right now. Mm. That's also why. Interesting. Awesome. Okay. So also known as the CDS, the Cartel de Sinaloa, the Guzman Loera organization, the Pacific Cartel yeah. and the Federation And the Blood Alliance, there's like a billion fucking things that they're called. Uh, The cartel is primarily based in the city of Culiacán, Sinaloa, with operations in the Mexican states of Baja California, Durango, Sonora, and Chihuahua. The Federation was partially splintered when the beltran Leyva brothers broke apart from the Sinaloa cartel. The United States intelligence community considers the Sinaloa cartel to be one of the most powerful drug trafficking organizations in the world, making it perhaps even more influential and capable than the infamous Medellin cartel of Mm Colombia during its prime in the 1980s and early 1990s. It has been repeatedly said to be one of the world's strongest criminal organizations and indisputably the most powerful in Mexico since at least the late 2000s and early 2010s, by various sources, including the Los Angeles Times. Mm. So they operate in the Golden Triangle, which is like I said earlier, the states of Sinaloa, Durango and Chihuahua. The region is a major producer of Mexican opium and marijuana. Mm. So despite trafficking Various types of illicit substances, the cartel's operations seem to mostly favor the trade of cocaine and heroin. And according to the U.S. Attorney General, the Sinaloa cartel was responsible for importing into the United States and distributing nearly 200 short tons. What the fuck are short tons? I yeah, hope I want
0: another f- conversion on that.
1: Oh yeah, what the fuck is a short ton? Hold on, I'm gonna look that up.
0: Does drug talk or drug speak have its own measurement? <laughs> its measurements. You know it's- what's funny? Drugs
1: <laughs> are measured in kilograms. Mm-hmm. It's it's the they're measured based on the fucking metric system.
0: That's wild.
1: Yeah, like it's funny because I like, know UK- like, huh?
0: Like the UK is what you mean? like. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. Ah. It's funny because a lot of people are like, I don't even know, like, the metric system, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I I thought the same thing. I was like, I don't either. And then one of my friends was like, bitch, you know what a gram is. You know what a fucking... Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) And I was like, okay, that's...
0: Let's learn math with drugs. Yeah, I was
1: like, oh, no.
0: Isn't it just like gram or... Meter, and then you just put, like, all the little kilo, milli, like, you put the little things in front? Yeah. Okay. I'm, like, trying to refresh my memory because it's been so long that I've been in school. I'm like, what? Word. I, yeah. I'm like, what's a dime?
1: (laughs) (laughs) A dime is, I mean, the only reason I know what a dime, or the only reason I would know what a dime is is it's fucking ten dollars
0: oh i don't know i i just know like what's an eighth like baggies like eighth,
1: Oh nine. yeah see and that's like i don't <laughs> i don't know i don't even know how to describe it like just looking at the bag i can kind of tell I but it's it. at least with weed i can't like super tell mm-hmm. but with like cocaine i can fucking tell
0: Damn, that's crazy.
1: It's really bad. That's really bad. I shouldn't know that (laughs) shit.
0: (laughs) I know you like find something and you're calling the cops. You're like, it looks like it's about a dime.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, shit.
0: They're like, ma'am, are these your drugs?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Dude, I'm afraid to like recreationally try um coke again like if it Um, were ever if I were to go to like a party and like someone was like hey I have some fucking coke you want some like my instinct would be yeah sure you know whatever yeah of course but now that I have all these fucking health problems and shit and like I'm taking all these medicines I feel like a fucking old ass lady and I'm like
0: like, what are the reactions yes (laughs)
1: yeah like legit will i die if i fucking take like a bump or something right
0: and that's i'm it's funny you mentioned that because i was talking to someone about this recently that it feels like drugs in general are just a lot different than they used to be they're like so strong
1: or something oh yeah well and that now like shit's fucking mixed with all kinds of shit you could get fucking shit mixed with fucking fentanyl and fucking die
0: exactly like um what's his name? Mac Miller's, uh, the person who sold him his drugs that he overdosed on, he's on trial right now.
1: Yeah, you're because, right.
0: Yeah, because what he gave him wasn't what he used, was usually taking. Yeah. So when he overdosed, it was kind of that guy's fault. It's just so yep. scary. I just mm-hmm. can't. And even now with jewels and stuff and like all these vapes and stuff that you can buy them cheaper online because I'll say Hunter does that for sure. Like he'll find his favorite flavors online and they're from China or wherever. And I'm like, do we know what's going in these, these oil tubes? Like what, what are the chemicals in that? Yeah. A lot
1: of kids were getting super fucked up because of that.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And a a lot of places where even weed, I was talking to Amber about weed, like um, where it's not legal, people have to, buy a little bit of it and possibly lace it with something else. So it's like, you know what I mean? You don't know if you're getting pure marijuana whenever yes. you're buying it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they can't, it's so illegal that you can't grow it and like make sure it's 100% weed. Yeah. Ugh, can't.
1: Exactly. hmm
0: mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So they were responsible for importing into the United States and distributing nearly 200 short tons of cocaine, and large amounts of heroin between 1990 and 2008. Uh, oh, man. Excuse me. I've been trying me to me. let that shit out for a while. <laughs> um, according to the National Drug Intelligence Center, within the U.S., the Sinaloa Cartel is primar- primarily involved in the distribution of cocaine, heroin, methamphetamine, cannabis, and MDMA. It is also the majority supplier of illicit fentanyl to north america Mm. there it is Mm -hmm. so after the arrest of el chapo the cartel is now headed by um, el mayo who we talked about in previous episodes and el chapo's sons alfredo and ovidio i want to say that's what it is ovidio interesting and, oh, shit, there's three. And Ivan. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, those three run it with El Mayo. So, as of 2020, the Sinaloa cartel remains Mexico's most dominant drug cartel. However, various sources alleged that internal conflicts for the cartel's leadership has recently broken out between the Guzman and Zambada factions of the organization. The feud between these two sides of the cartel is said to have been either initiated or exacerbated (laughs) (laughs) by (laughs) by the Battle of Culiacán incident when El Mayo reportedly withheld his men from intervening in the conflict between the cartel and the Mexican National Guard after the capture of El Chapo's son, Ovidio. Currently, the Federation's main rival appears to be the fast-growing Jalisco New Generation cartel, with most battles between the two groups occurring in the regions of Baja California, Zacatecas, and as of recently, Sonora, over territory for drug trafficking routes. Mm. So, I forgot that his son got arrested. Yeah. And it was a huge-ass fucking... They, like, fucked up a lot of shit, didn't they?
0: I don't recall. I just remember that being a huge deal whenever they got him. Um, Because they hadn't found El Chapo yet. And if I'm remembering correctly, so... hmm. I think everybody was like, is he going to talk? Is he going to turn in? What is he going to tell them? You know what I mean? Like, every time somebody from the cartel gets caught, it's like, are they going to say anything or they're just going to...
1: Well... I think they let that son go. I don't know why the fuck I didn't decide to look that shit up. Hold on, let me look.
0: That would be one tactic. Let him go and see if he meets up with everybody to discuss what
1: just happened. Well, I don't even think they fucking... uh, How cute. His nickname is El Raton. Why the fuck would you i know right does that mean he's he talked he gave them information i'm wondering hold on here we go dang one of he's cute (laughs) dude i know right Mm. Mm. the mouse (laughs) (laughs) um what the fuck where does it say he's my age and we're both born in march (laughs)
0: Ah. It's the same sign we're compatible
1: we're meant to be <laughs> okay so here we go
0: los chapitos that's what they call
1: them jesus christ i did see that i think i actually mentioned it later it says the heavily armed cartel gunmen, numbering over 700 um, threatened mass civilian deaths, including an attack to the apartment complex, housing the relatives of the local military personnel. Hours later, um, what's his name? Ovidio was freed with the Mexican president saying he supported the decision in order to prevent more bloodshed. The next month, however, one of the officers who arrested Ovidio, Oh, oh my God, I can't uvidio identified as eduardo n was assassinated god damn um Mm. dang so yeah they were gonna fuck shit up or they were fucking shit up and then they let him go damn that is fucking insane I do remember watching the videos for that. That was scary. Okay, so... Okay. Um, (laughs) So, apparently, I didn't realize, or I guess it didn't, like, dawn on me that drug smugglers were still a thing before the cartels took off in the 80s. And, mind you, I've watched the movie Blow, like, a billion times, so I don't know why I didn't, like put two and two together like that movie took place in the 70s or at least the beginning of it did
0: Hmm.
1: so i'm dumb but anyways um so there was a man who was a pioneer drug lord in sinaloa in the late 60s by the name of pedro uh perez he was actually el chapo's uncle Mm -hmm. And he is considered to be the first generation of major Mexican drug smugglers of marijuana who marked the birth of large scale Mexican drug trafficking. He also pe- he also pioneered the use of aircraft to smuggle drugs to the United States.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, second generation Sinaloan traffickers would claim that they learned all they knew about narco traffic. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Narcotraficantes, mm-hmm. while serving in the Aviles organization, which is that Pedro Perez's organization. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Pedro was killed in a shootout with the federal police in September 1978. And it's believed he was set up by Fonseca Carrillo, who it was one of the second generation uh, Sinaloa traffickers. And he was also the cartel treasurer at the time. So, yeah, he that's fucked up. Damn. So the Sinaloa cartel used to be known as La Alianza de Sangre, which is Blood Alliance. Damn. And when Hector Luis Palma Salazar, a.k.a. El Guero Palma, was arrested on June 23rd, 1995, by the Mexican army, his partner El Chapo took leadership of the cartel. And mm. then he El Chapo was captured in Guatemala on June 9th, 1993, and extradited to Mexico, where he was jailed in a, max, a maximum security prison but on January nineteenth, two 2001, he escaped and resumed his command of the Sinaloa cartel, which I just realized he's literally been on the run since 1990, or
0: no, since 2001. Okay.
1: So, okay. So then, um... Okay, so El Chapo has two close associates, which is El Mayo and Ignacio Coronel Villarreal. And uh, El Chapo and El Mayo became Mexico's top drug kingpins in 2003 after the arrest of their rival um, from the Gulf Cartel. I don't know what the fuck. Okay, so another close associate, Javier Torres Felix, was arrested and extradited to the U.S. in December 2006. And on July 29, 2010, Ignacio Coronel was killed in a shootout with the Mexican military in Jalisco. So all these people are dying. Yeah. So then uh, El Chapo was captured on February 22, 2014. Oh. Overnight by American and Mexican authorities Mm-hmm. on july 11 2015 he escaped from the federal social readaptation center number one apparently there's more than one it's a maximum security prison in mexico through a tunnel in his prison cell he fucking escaped through a tunnel So then he resumed his command of the Sinaloa cartel, but then on January 8, 2016, he was captured again during a raid on a home in the city of Los Mochis in in Sinaloa. So with the arrest of El Chapo, El Mayo uh, resumed leadership of the Sinaloa cartel. On June 24, 2020, El Mayo was re- revealed to be sick with diabetes, which gave El Chapo's sons more influence over the Sinaloa cartel. Hmm. Oh, this also ended an attempt to recruit former high ranking Mexican drug lords Rafael and Miguel Caro Quintero as members of the Sinaloa cartel due to the refusal of El Chapo's sons to grant them leadership status. Under um, El Mayo's leadership, the Sinaloa cartel had been willing to negotiate potential leadership for the Caro Quintero brothers, but not no mom. Mm-hmm. So the Sinaloa cartel has a presence in 17 Mexican states with important centers in Mexico city. Um, Tepic. Is that how you say it? Tepic. It sounds, it sounds right. Yeah. Um, Toluca, Zacatecas, and Guadalajara, and most of the state of Sinaloa. So it is believed that a group known as the Herrera Organization would transport multi-ton quantities of cocaine from South America to Guatemala on behalf of the Sinaloa cartel. From there, it is smuggled north to Mexico and later into the United States. Other shipments of cocaine are believed to originate in Colombia, um, from Cali, and the Medellin drug trafficking groups, from which the Sinaloa cartel hand handle transportation across the U.S. border to distributing so cell, distribution cells in Arizona, California, Illinois, Texas, New York, and Washington State. God damn! Wow. So, before his arrest, Vicente Zambada uh, Niembla, who they called El Vicentillo, who is the son of El Mayo, played a key role in the Sinaloa cartel. Vicente was responsible for coordinating the multi-ton cocaine shipments, and... To accomplish this task, he used every means available, Boeing 747 cargo aircrafts, narco submarines, container ships, go fast boats, fishing vessels, buses, rail cars, tractor trailers, and automobiles. Uh, He was arrested by the Mexican army on the 18th of March, 2009 and extradited on February 18th, 2010 to Chicago to face federal charges. Hmm. So he filed a guilty plea agreement, and he was sentenced to 15 years in prison on May 30th, 2009. And due to his cooperation in testifying against several several members of the Sinaloa cartel, his conviction term was reduced. Nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So in the late 1980s, the United States Drug Enforcement Administration believed the Sinaloa Cartel was the largest drug trafficking organization operating in Mexico. And uh, the Sinaloa Cartel was believed to be linked to the Juarez Cartel in a strategic alliance following the partnership of their rivals, the Gulf Cartel and Tijuana Cartel. Following the discovery of the tunnel system used to smuggle drugs across the Mexican-U.S. border, the group has been associated with such means of trafficking. So by 2005, the Beltran-Leva brothers, who were formally aligned with the Sinaloa cartel, had come to dominate drug trafficking across the border with Arizona. By 2006, the Sinaloa cartel had eliminated all competition across the 528 kilometers of the Arizona border. The Millennial, which are the cartel from Michoacan, Jalisco, Sonora, and Colima cartels were now branches of the Sinaloa cartel. At this time, the organization was laundering money at a global scale, mainly through British bank HSBC. And in January 2008, the cartel allegedly split into a number of warring factions, which is a major cause of the epidemic of drug violence in Mexico. Mm. So as of 2021, the Sinaloa cartel continues to dominate the Sonora, Arizona corridor, which extends for nearly 375 miles. It relies on eight plaza bosses, leaders, of a specific geographic region along the corridor to coordinate, direct, and support the flow of narcotics north into the United States. Key cities along the corridor include the Mexicali Plaza, San Luis Rio, Colorado Plaza, the Nogales Plaza, and the Agua Preta Plaza. The Tucson and, and Phoenix, Arizona. Metropolitan area are major transshipment and distribution points for the cartel in the United States. To coordinate operations in the Southeast US, Atlanta has emerged has emerged as a major distribution center and accounting hub, and the presence of the Sinaloa cartel there has brought ruthless violence to that area. Mm. Chicago continues to be a major Sinaloa distribution point for the Midwest, taking advantage of a strong local demand market and convergence of several major interstate systems that offer distribution throughout the United States. The cartel also benefited for a long time of easiness in cash transactions and money laundering through banks which, with presence both in the United States and Mexico like HSBC. So in 2013, the Chicago Crime Commission named El Chapo public enemy number one of a city that he had never stepped foot in. He is the only individual to receive the title since Al Capone. Hmm. I don't want to say that's cool, but that's kind of (laughs) cool.
0: I know. It's like like local crime bosses.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyways. The focal point for Sinaloa in Chicago is the city's little village neighborhood. From this strategic point, the cartel distributes their product at the wholesale level to dozens of local street gangs, as much as two metric tons a month in a city with over 120,000 documented gang members. Jesus Christ. Wow. Excuse me. (laughs) The Gangster Disciples are one of the local gangs most actively working with the cartel. (laughs) The cartel's attempt to control the Chicago drug market have brought them into direct conflict with other Chicago gangs, including the Black Peastones, Vice Lords, and Black Disciples, resulting in an increase in violence in the city. The Sinaloa cartel has operations in the Philippines as a transshipment point for drug smuggle- drugs smuggled into the United States. Since 2013, the cartel has been operating in the Philippines after a raid on a ranch in Lipa, according to a statement by Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency Director General Arthur Cagdac. And they've entered the country without notice. What the fuck? Wow. The president of the Philippines was saying that the cartel uses the country as a transshipment point for drugs smuggled into the United States, confirming their presence there. And the presence of the cartel in the Philippines has worsened the ongoing war between drug lords, drug cartels, and the government in that country. On July 4th, 2019, uh, Juan Ulysses Galvan Carmona, alias El Buda... Was killed by two hitmen in a convenience store in the capital of Kitana Roo, the state along Mexico's Caribbean coast. I've heard it called something else, but my grandpa calls it Kitana Roo, so that's what I do. Okay. So El Buda served as the leader of the Sinaloa cartel's drug trafficking activities and shipments from Central and South America. So now someone else is fucking doing that shit because that motherfucker's dead. Cartel's current alliances are with the Gulf Cartel, and in 2011, affiliated itself with the Knights Templar in Michoacán. When they were still a thing, they have ceased to exist after 2017. And to counter Los Zetas in Jalisco State, Sinaloa affiliated itself with the Jalisco New Generation Cartel. Mm. And it has also formed alliances with two powerful Chinese triads, sun gi and the 14K triad, to acquire the precursor chemicals needed to create highly addictive synthetic drugs like methamphetamines. Damn. Operatives like local gangs pick up the chemicals from drop-off points and ship them to hidden labs. The resulting products are shipped to the United States and many South American countries. That is fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. So, in May
0: 2009,
1: the US National Public Radio, NPR, aired multiple reports alleging that the Mexican federal police and military were working in collision with the mm-hmm. Sinaloa cartel. In particular, the report claimed the government was helping the Sinaloa cartel take control of the Juarez Valley area. And destroy other cartels, especially the Juarez cartel. NPR's reporters interviewed dozens of officials and ordinary people for the journalistic investigation. One report Mm -hmm. quotes a former Juarez police commander who claimed the entire department was working for the Sinaloa cartel and helped it to fight other groups. He also claimed that the Sinaloa cartel had bribed the military Also quoted was a Mexican reporter who claimed hearing numerous times from the public that the military had been involved in murders. Another source in the story was the U.S. trial of Manuel Fierro Mendez, an ex Juarez police captain who admitted to working for the Sinaloa cartel. He claimed that the Sinaloa cartel influenced the Mexican government and military in order to gain control of the region. A U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration agent in the same trial alleged that Fierro Mendez had contacts with a Mexican military officer. The report also alleged, with support from an anthropologist who studies drug trafficking, that data on the low arrest rate of Sinaloa cartel members compared to other groups was evident of favoritism on the part of the authorities. A Mexican official denied the allegations of favoritism and a DEA agent and a political scientist also had alternate explanations for the arrest data. Another report detailed numerous indications of corruption and influence that the cartel has within the Mexican government. That fucking sucks. Like, I mean, everybody fucking knows that now, but,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or at least everyone thinks that now, but um, that's fucking scary to live somewhere like that. Yeah, for sure. Dangerous. Mm -hmm. Granted, the United States is just a smidge shy from that kind of shit. Yeah,
0: it's true. Um, Everything is a little more under wraps here, but it's happening. But like places like that where I would just want to be blindfolded all the time because I don't want to be involved whatsoever. Don't ask me anything. I didn't see anything. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm actually right now in the news did I already mention this that they're I don't remember what part or what cartel was doing this but they were like finding out where the policemen lived and were like killing them
0: yeah mm -hmm, exactly
1: it's fucking scary
0: it's no place for the good guys to live
1: yeah so now that we've talked about Mexico here we come the United States (laughs) In 2012, Newsweek reported about allegations from an anonymous former Sinaloa member turned informant and former DEA agents that alleged that El Chapo's legal advisor, Humberto Loya Castro, had become a key informant for the DEA. Loya Castro had become an official informant of the DEA in 2005, but was already providing vital information on rival cartels since the 1990s. Such intel was instrumental to the takedown of the Tijuana cartel, the Sinaloa cartel's main rival, as well as the death of Arturo Beltran Leyva, who led a splinter group from the Sinaloa cartel. Such information ensured Loya Castro was immune from prosecution while also keeping the DEA concentrated on Sinaloa's rivals and away from their leadership. So such allegations were confirmed by court documents obtained by L, what? Universal, I don't know, okay, yeah. So obtained by that, okay, yes. Um, during their investigation of collaboration with top officials from the Sinaloa cartel, according to court documents, the DEA had struck agreements with the cartel's leadership that would ensure that they would be immune from extradition and prosecution in the US and would avoid disrupting the cartel's drug operations in exchange for intelligence which would which could be used against other drug cartels.
0: Mhm.
1: Statements from a Mexican diplomat, which were revealed from leaked emails from the Stratford leak in 2012, appeared to imply the belief amongst Mexican officials that U.S. officials were assisting the Sinaloa cartel's drug smuggling efforts into the U.S. and were protecting the cartel while attacking its rivals in an attempt to lower violence between Mexican drug cartels. This was backed up by information provided by a Mexican foreign agent codename MX-1. Holy, Top secret. Yeah. Uh, the allegation that U.S. officials were controlling the drug trade through Mexico was corroborated by the former spokesman of the state of Chihuahua, Guillermo Terrazas Villanueva. In March 2015, BBC, BBC TV... Program This World mm-hmm. broadcasts an episode entitled Secrets of Mexico's Drug War, which reported on the U.S. government's Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives Operation Fast and Furious, <laughs> which had allowed licensed firearm dealership or er, dealers to sell weapons to illegal buyers acting on behalf of of Mexican drug cartel leaders, in particular the Sinaloa cartel. Wow. The BBC also reported on Vicente Zambada Niebla's claims of immunity from prosecution under a deal between the Mexican and U.S. governments and his claims that the Sinaloa cartel's leaders had provided U.S. federal agents with information about rival Mexican drug gangs. In that same documentary, it is shown that the U.S. Justice Department invoked national security reasons to prevent uh, Loya Castro, the lawyer of the Sinaloa Syndicate, from being summoned as a witness to the trial against uh, Vicente Zambada. So everybody's fucked up. Yeah. But they... So both of them are basically... Well, I feel like the Mexican um, government is, like, taking money from these people. But the U.S. is doing it so that they can fucking shut down other cartels.
0: That's what I was going to say. Well, they may even be loosely... Here's the thing is, like, I believe that there are separate entities within our United States government that might even be involved as in like bringing drugs over here just so that they can get shut down and they have jobs. You know what I mean? Like, cause oh. if we weren't, if we weren't having to constantly be on the lookout for like drug busts and this and that, then there would be no, um, I forget what that branch of, of the police is in our country, but you know what I mean? Like when they go and there's talk of meth being made at this facility. So I we're going to go check it out. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. I can't <laughs> believe it. Yes, exactly. The DEA. Um so I I kind of feel like that's what kind of goes on, but super secretive to where even the good guys that are busting the facilities don't know that oh, they knew that they knew that this place was here this whole time. Yeah. Just so that there there can be jobs cuz I mean, think about it, just like with crime, uh if there was no crime, there would be no need for a police department. Yeah. So it's sketchy.
1: I definitely see that this last part is or where the Sinaloa cartel has come up in popular culture it's been the subject of several documentaries such as Cartel Land, Locked Up Abroad The Shabu Trap and several other uh, documentaries I used to fucking love watching Cartel Land and Gangland oh hell no I used to like watching those. I don't know what the fuck. Interesting. And the Sinaloa Cartel are the main antagonist for the 2018 film The Mule, starring Clint Eastwood. That movie is so fucking good.
0: I loved that movie.
1: It was good. It made me very sad at some points,
0: though. I mean, yeah. It it was pretty spot on with how people are pressured into those situations a lot of the times Mm
1: -hmm. but of
0: course it's an old white man so everybody's like oh that's
1: exactly (laughs) what (laughs) i I was like he's so old like it just makes me think of my grandpa doing that shit and i'm like don't hurt Um, him (laughs) i know it's so i can't but it's clint eastwood so jeremy was like all i can picture is the badass clint eastwood (laughs) so i can't I just know he's going to fuck I, him up.
0: I know. Man, he's all gardening at the end in his little penitentiary. He's so cute. <laughs> and very racist, but now is not the time nor place. Yeah, he's well, an American hero to many.
1: He's still racist.
0: <clears throat> well. Yeah. A lot of American heroes have to be, right? That's part of their credentials.
1: That's part of them being American heroes.
0: <laughs> A patriot. <laughs> anyway.
1: Ew, all I could think of was fucking, all I could hear in my head was fucking John Wayne.
0: Uh, right, and I'm thinking Sylvester Stallone, because his last movie um, was also having to do with Mexican cartels. I'm oh like, oh my sure. god, that
1: movie was so fucking stupid.
0: I didn't see it, but I definitely read a lot
1: we about it. it. It was dumb. Damn. It was really dumb. Um <laughs> it was just that was just too much. I'm like, why well, can't this man just fucking retire already? Fuck. That's
0: what I was gonna say. Put him in a comedy, a feel-good comedy, like they're doing with all the other old guys.
1: <laughs> they put him in fucking spy kids three. Did they? Was it spy kids three? Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. But and he was the bad guy in that one. LOL. I don't know. He's been trying and Jeremy fucking loves the expendables, so we fucking every time they're free on something, we watch them and I'm like, dude, why?
0: Because they're the ultimate alpha male heroes. It,
1: and I I think I like watching the first one so much because <laughs> fucking Mickey Rorick. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god, dude. I that movie and what the fuck is the is it the third Iron Man that he's in?
0: You you can't ask me. I wouldn't know. But, I mean, there is something, I guess, cute about having a bunch of badasses talk shit to each other. I mean, <laughs> not even...
1: I guess, yeah. It's just fucking and funny. And then band
0: together. And, yeah, I guess. I don't know.
1: It's just fucking stupid. Like, I just... <laughs> and it's that- always, like... <laughs> and i think what makes me laugh about those those old guys that are doing these movies these new movies and shit like they end up with like this young hot bitch and i'm like you are older than dirt what is going on <laughs> this girl was born when you were 50 years old what are you doing yep
0: mm-hmm. we can't let them go out without uh you know having a hot piece by their side because I then that's can't. just it just
1: Doesn't make sense to me. The ultimate
0: goal for men, I guess. I guess. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Like the fucking movie Badass by um, Danny Trejo. Mm, All those movies. They're fucking Mm. good. They're funny. But. um,
0: Is it like Robert Rodriguez type movies?
1: um, No. It's more like. It's more like the fucking. Movies that Sylvester Stallone do, but no, not as corny. Like they're fucking Okay. That's
0: they good. make a little That's bit Stand of Tree sense Hill. at
1: least. Well, at least That's the first good. one did. But he ends up with a fucking hot ass bitch, and I'm like hmm. I <laughs> <laughs> just can't. And he like shows up like trying to look nice or whatever, and he's wearing a fucking powder blue suit. <laughs> Is the top open a little bit? No, but he—it should have been for the fucking look he was going for.
0: Right, it's all outdated. It was very.
1: It was, (laughs) and I guess that's supposed to be like the funny part of it. But I was just like, "You look creepy right now."
0: (laughs) Have you seen how this is way off? (laughs) But have you seen how to be a Latin lover? No, I've been
1: debating on if I want to see it or not.
0: That one will get you. Because I didn't expect to laugh as hard as I did. It's really, it's dumb, but it's still really funny. Because he, it's opposite. It's, he's trying to be with older ladies because he doesn't want to be, like, making money on his own. hmm And it's just funny. But anyway. Jesus I forget what Christ.
1: that guy's name is. Okay, so Queen of the South also depicts fictional events dealing with the Sinaloa cartel and its interconnections with the U.S. drug smuggling... And in the Netflix series Ozark, the fictional bird—I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it—bird family, yeah. uh, excuse me—is involved in laundering money for the Sinaloa cartel. And I heard that shows good. Is it? I haven't watched it. Same. Oh, I thought you. Okay. No, I
0: just heard it was good. I don't know. I
1: I've heard that too. Isn't it ending or something? I think so. Hmm. Uh, and El Chapo has been portrayed in various films and series such as El Chapo and, oh, the show El Chapo, or I think it's a show, maybe it's a movie, I don't remember, and Narcos Mexico, mm-hmm. um, and books such as Confessions of a Cartel Hitman, and music, most notoriously in Narco Corridos. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So now that we've ended on that, the next one is kind of doing with that, kind of.
0: Okay. Tying into it.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like a history lesson.
1: It was. Oh, I like
0: it. My back. Yep. Okay, so whenever they do cartel stuff and they are like, this is in the likeness of El Chapo, does he, like – you can't sue them, right? Or can he sue them for that?
1: When they do what?
0: Oh. Like, they make shows and they're like, this is Guzman, but it's not him, obviously. Mm, I'm not sure. I don't know. Does he get money? Does he get paid? That's funny. I, I don't think they...
1: I'm pretty sure you don't... I don't think you can get paid if you're arrested for shit like that.
0: You lost your rights or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. To everything. At least I remember that. Maybe it's just in the United... I don't know. It's in the United States. I know that. And then
0: there's the whole thing of, like, don't make these people famous because they're criminals. Yeah.
1: But, but then low-key, it's, like, badass, right? Do what?
0: It's a little bit, ba- a little bit badass, though. I mean, honest. just a smidge. Like, crime. Only because in the way that it's so fascinating and dangerous and thrilling how we've been discussing, but it's still
1: horrible and violent mm-hmm. and and a lot and of what you just die. said is going to be mentioned in the next episode Ooh,
0: all the revenge and the and the music like you mentioned narcocorridos, corridos and like how they can get in trouble for that and
1: mm-hmm. if it's good
0: or bad and then also imagine being an artist and making a really cool song about how you admire the cartel and then they hit you up like hey come to dinner and you're like bitch yeah. i don't want to be involved in that <laughs> i just thought y'all were cool <laughs> Um, and then that's when you find out that it's re- what's really going on and it's not as cool as it sounds. But um, mm-hmm. all right, guys, we're going to end this one there since we're just about at an hour um, before I edit it and stuff. So we're going to c- uh, catch back up next time with more of the Senola. Why can't I say that? I don't know. Sin- what's going Sinal- on? Senola? Sinal- oh, my Sinaloa. gosh. Sinaloa cartel, mm-hmm. um, and tie into the crimes, the history, the revenge, all the themes that come with being in the cartel. So we're gonna catch y'all next time with that. And thank you for listening. Make sure you give us a follow at Give Me the Creeps on Instagram, G I M M E the Creeps, and on Twitter. And DM us, comment, let us know what you think about this series so far. Have we left anything out? We love to hear from
1: you. Thanks again, guys. So, did we give you the creeps?